Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. Hey, everybody, this is the Famous Dead People podcast, the only podcast that resurrects famous people from the grave and asks them all the hard questions. We originally air as a radio show on Radio for Brooklyn, so if you like the show, you can listen to episodes the day they come out every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. You're about to hear the episode where I interviewed chess grandmaster Bobby Fischer, played by comedian Alan Fessenden, and Revolutionary War traitor Benedict Arnold. It was a great episode. Email us at famousdeadpeople at radiofreebrooklyn.org if you want to have your favorite dead person on the show or if you have any comments you want to shoot our way. Uh, don't forget to go out and buy my book, The Kellyanne Conway Technique. It is out now and super hilarious. You can always see me every Thursday at the Magnet Theater at 8 o'clock doing improv with the improv team Junior Varsity. And, of course, rate and subscribe to the Famous Dead People podcast, jaredbranson.com, for all the up-to-date information. But for now, sit back, relax, and enjoy Benedict Arnold and Bobby Fischer only on Famous Dead People. Famous Dead People. It's time. Famous Dead People. Time to start the show. Famous dead people, people you know. Famous dead people, famous dead people. The story stuck in the head. My guests today on Famous Dead People are 20th century American chess grandmaster, sometimes called the greatest chess player of all time, Bobby Fischer. Ah, uh, come on. And oh, no need to be modest, Mr. Fisher. Right. And notorious Revolutionary War turncoat Benedict Arnold. Hey, what, uh, Mr. Arnold, Mr. Fisher? Thank you so much for joining us here on oh, Famous Dead pleasure. People. Uh, thank you so much for having us. I'm sorry. Were you surprised at uh, at what your legacy is, uh, uh, Mr. Arnold? It seemed, seemed like it seemed like that was the first time that you had heard that you were a famous and legendary turncoat. Well, I joined the right side. I uh, is I, it though? Was it the right side? How would you? I mean, you well, got the, they lost, right? Yeah, but the British, you know, knew what they were doing the whole time. Uh, you know, I saw that they were smarter and better, so I jumped on board. They were doing the right thing all along. Um, mm-hmm. They were such good people. I just had to join their side. I don't think history remembers me as a turncoat coat. I think they remember me mm-hmm. as a man who. Served America as long as America was doing okay, and then I moved over. That is that is an extremely uh, gracious and Thank I would I, I think I have to say false um, uh, version of history. Well, it's um, kind of like America. America serves you as long as you're doing well for America, but then once you don't do well for America, suddenly like America isn't like on your side anymore. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not going to say that it's necessarily a hundred percent fair that we have vilified you that much. I mean, Thank maybe you. Bobby Fisher has a point here. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Thank but you. and I know that you had a very complicated relationship with America too. So yeah, it's difficult. We will definitely yeah. uh, definitely get into that. So, um, but but let me just read you just to give you an idea of what America thinks about Benedict Arnold. Let me just read you what my first question sure. was going to be to you okay that's okay totally fair all right so here's Start at the beginning this is what my first yeah, question was going to be until we until i discovered that you were shocked that you were viewed of uh, as a turncoat fair not that's only fair. are you famous for being a traitor oh. in america you're sort of the traitor you what? are the name we give to people who betray and ah. who stab in the back ah. yeah i know i know <laughs> it is your shock and surprise that is so shocking and surprising me yeah, it's yeah. really, I mean, you were alive, um, you know, uh, Bobby Fischer, after, you know, yeah. Benedict Arnold, you know, years, decades. People uh, say that. Decades like, yeah, afterwards. You people, you've, you've heard that expression before. Someone would be oh, a betrayer. Yeah, you're, you're a real Benedict Arnold. You're a real, be, real Benedict Arnold here. What the fuck here. is happening here? It is, it's, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I, I, I have to be the one to break this news to oh, you. Oh, here. It's just the truth. I have a plate of Benedict eggs, if you, you, you traitor. <laughs> um, oh, these are yeah. really good. I mean, Benedict Ar- Benedict. Eggs really Benedict. Eggs. eggs Benedict are also based off of you. Is it? Yeah. I didn't know that. I, I didn't ass- see that on the Wikipedia. I would assume so. I'm eating these eggs right now, and they taste really good. I'm really. I thank you for bringing lots of Benedict uh, eggs Benedict for all of us to enjoy. Of yeah. course. I guess. Did you think that this was your legacy? This, this, this was. I thought this was like the sweetness of victory that I brought to everyone here in America. You mm. wait. So you say that you. Um, trading sides in the Revolutionary War actually helped America to win the war? Well, I, what I'm saying is that I was with America until they did not right by me. Mm-hmm. And then I went over to the British side when they were being good people. And, yeah. you know, America doesn't treat its heroes very well. Hmm. You know, we have these vets and they serve these wars. It's scary. As soon as they're out of the war, we just throw them on the street. 
Hmm. And I don't want to be on the street, but I'm not doing it again for selfish reasons. I'm doing it. How's that water bottle? <laughs> oh, I love this. It love sounds that. like you're filling a huge old timey bullet with lead. <laughs> I had a bit of PTSD for a minute because I was like, "Oh my god, are we back at war?" Well, uh, we don't want to get too, uh, too. Um, I'm sorry, you know, Should uh, I not drink behind the curtain here. No, you, you can drink your water, Bobby Fisher. I like know? showed up, right? I'm not crazy. No, no, absolutely, absolutely. I, you know, for for our listeners, uh, Bobby Fisher has a giant metal uh, a water container that he's it's drinking insulated. out of. It's insulated, and uh, Benedict Arnold thought that he needed to <laughs> bring that up. I heard it, That's and I was radio. like, you can't not say that. Like, that showed up on my mic, mm-hmm. right? Well, I think that, I mean, let's let's uh, give you the benefit of the doubt and be like, okay, you know, you. sometimes I wasn't when trying you... to mess up with the water. Oh, no. No, no, no. We would never assume that. Yeah. No. Okay. You know? no. It's not a move. Right? I know that That's you totally um, were a, ha- had like paranoid tendencies, mm. and, but know that we don't have I those don't, paranoid I tendencies. I don't have those. Well, I mean, uh, well, <laughs> this is going to be interesting because that's actually my first question to you was about those paranoid tendencies. That's not right. Hey, all right well, we can we can definitely discuss that. But let's go back to Benadryl here for just a second. Nice. So, um, you not know, me. you um, let, let, let's, you know, giving you the benefit of the doubt, like, uh, let's say that you're relationship to america and then your relationship to britain was a little bit like going through a breakup you know Mm. and it's just like sometimes you you grow apart in a relationship and you you know uh, for better or for worse you meet somebody that you realize you have a stronger connection with you know and then you grow apart from the person you were with and you jump into this new relationship instead and it's really nobody's fault i feel like that's the that's what you're trying to get across here is that what you did to america wasn't really like you backstabbing or being a traitor it was just you and america kind of like falling out of love with each other and you realizing that you had a different soulmate somewhere else yeah it's a lot like that like i had this girlfriend for a long time and we were really in love we did everything together Mm -hmm. and then i realized that i was really really scared Mm. um i think i was scared because uh she was a very tough lady and i was very scared (laughs) of that so I found her nemesis, and I started dating her, mm-hmm. and then we started making love a lot. Now, you and see, that's where I think the analogy falls apart, and you do sound like a bad guy. What do you mean I'm a bad it's guy? It's because the person that you then hook up with after after America isn't just, like, some yeah. random woman. It's, like, the woman that she has been complaining to you about. I'm going to drink right. a little more water. Like every, you don't have to warn us about that, Bobby Fisher. <laughs> you really don't. It's not going to be a problem. Glug, glug. Maybe just leave the top off, and then it won't make so much noise. And then Benedict But it's insulated, I don't want to keep it cold. <laughs> that was the sounds that mm. he was making while Can he was drinking. Yeah. I hear it. <laughs> I feel like it's showing up on my mic. Am I crazy? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> how much water is left in there? Because I'd really like that to, this to not be a part of the of the show going forward. Do you want me to stop drinking water? <laughs> no, no. I don't want to stop you. Anyway, so so you see what I'm saying, Bennett Ronald. It's like if you hook up with Wait, your oh, girlfriend's yeah. Yeah. You know, least favorite person in the world, it's not really you like finding your own path. It almost seems like you're doing it to spite her. I wasn't doing it to spite her. I was really scared of my girlfriend at the time because mm-hmm. she was like, hey, you give a lot of bullshit in this relationship. I'm not putting up with it. Mm-hmm. And uh, her nemesis at the time was like, hey, if you come to me, I have a really good deal for you. How did she have a nemesis? Uh, they were pageant queens. <laughs> And uh, they Saint both, yeah, yeah. yeah. The they woman, both came in first place every time. The woman that you left America for was actively trying to destroy America and trying to like you know take her place in this beauty pageant. Essentially, if we're if we're going to continue this analogy, yeah. also her name was America. And this is a shitty. This is that's a shitty thing to do. That's a shitty boyfriend thing to do. You know, it's a shitty thing to do. I yeah. fell out of love with one person because they scared me, and then the other person gave me a really good deal. I don't know how that makes me a bad guy. If, if you had left America for literally any other country, then everybody would have been fine. But because you chose... That's not uh, true. You, really? You don't think so, Bobby Fisher? People don't like when you leave America or don't do what America wants. Mm-hmm. It's like um, America's a jealous lover. America is a jealous lover. I mean, yeah. I don't I don't 100% mm. think what happened to you was necessarily fair, but I think that your situation was a little bit more... Everybody's a little bit at fault. Um, well, who but let's, knows? Let's uh, let's talk about you for a second, uh, Bobby mm. Fisher. So you are well known, and again, this is my first question to you. It's about some of your paranoid tendencies. Let's start at the beginning. Yeah. So you're well known not only for being this chess prodigy, mm-hmm. uh, but also for being a bit of an eccentric. You know, you had uh, strange demands for tournaments. You had a weird temper at times. You could be extremely paranoid mm. without provocation. <laughs> Who told you that? Um, well, that's that's just in your in your uh, in your Wikipedia. Just people are just writing that, and they're not saying it to my face. Mm-hmm. Well, no, that's that's what Wikipedia is. People just kind of like 
they, they, they don't actively seek out the person that they're writing about and, and say that, but it's, it's there for That's you to fun. see. You can just say whatever and then like, mm-hmm. I'll just deal with it later. Like, mm-hmm. well, here's the thing no is problem that for me. people can verify it. Like, you know, I, I, I can't just like put anything on Wikipedia. Somebody has to be like, oh yeah, that's true. So two people have you to know? talk and be like, is this true? And then they're, they're both like, yeah, sure. You see, that's, I would say that's paranoid what you're doing is like, you're assuming that these people are talking behind your back and conspiring against you. I, you know, they could be. Mm-hmm. Well, let me ask you a question. So you don't see any, any eccentricity in your behavior at all, or would you at least admit that you're a little bit of a weird dude? You know, <clears throat> wow. <laughs> are you okay? Yeah. I just was thinking about water, but I'm going to pass on it right now. <laughs> I uh, I don't know that what I do is necessarily weird. I think it is what I need to do in the moment. And if people don't like what I need in the moment, then they can do a different thing. But when I'm playing chess, I need a bird. You need a bird. Yeah, and then my bird needs to be visible to me at the time. And that's that's a request. It's not mm-hmm. a demand. I just what I need. But if and you if didn't, I, if that request wasn't met, then you would. <laughs> why would like, why wouldn't they be able to do it? Like, it's just a simple request, and it's like a for a bird. So like, just check and see if you can get me a bird that can look mm-hmm. at me throughout while I'm playing. <laughs> the bird has to look at you. <laughs> yeah, it's really hard That's to keep a, a bird's oh, yeah. attention. Yeah, it's. If, I mean, maybe they put like a little bit of bird food on your nose or something, or um, uh, you know, if you put like a mirror in a bird cage, just the bird will a, check itself uh, out. Maybe they put like a little mirror on on his nose or just, face or something. Just I don't need I don't need to wear a mirror. That's not in my demands. <laughs> but the, how do you get a bird to otherwise look at you? Know a bird is small brained, flighty. A bird, a bird with focus, lady? flighty. They're flighty. Yeah, they oh, take flighty. Off. I think in that they lady. take in that they take flight, definitely, but also that they're flighty. Definitely yeah. want to clip the wings. Mm-hmm. Oh, Here's the thing. Okay. So Bobby Fisher, if if you know, I were making a request the way that you're making these requests for these yeah. uh, chess tournaments and whatnot, and mm-hmm. um, and then that request isn't met, then I have the option of being like, oh well, you know, they couldn't do it, no big deal. Yeah. But you would just dip out. You would just leave. You wouldn't play. That seems more like a demand. Yeah, I think we're the same that way. That we would both just leave <laughs> if our requests weren't answered. All right. So um, mm. that's what you said. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Oh, well, mm. I guess that answered my question. Like you. You just don't view yourself as being an odd person. You don't think that any of these behaviors were bizarre at all. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that it seems odd to me that 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 people would say that they're odd. Well, let me ask you this. So I don't know who's saying this to you. Do you think that this is odd behavior, Ben McDonald? I, if I had to be honest, the idea that a person does something they know is weird, mm-hmm. like what human being really admits what they're doing is wrong? I actually, all right. So I, I do think there's a category of crazy person okay. that doesn't recognize that they're being crazy. Right. But then I think there are other people who are like, yeah, I did it. I didn't, I, I couldn't stop myself. I realized that it was weird afterwards, you know? That's and fair. I feel like that's like the majority of the people are like, you know, oh, looking back, yes, of course that was bonkers. I shouldn't have done that. You right. Know? Okay, that's fair. But that's, that's the fair. thing. It's like, don't yeah. you, your behavior was different than other chess players' behaviors. Would you at least admit to that? They weren't as good as I was. Oh. Uh, is that true? Okay, that, it is true. Yeah. I mean, people say that he was one of the best, maybe the best oh, chess on. player of all yeah. time. Yeah. Um, are you well, agreeing to that or disagreeing <laughs> with that? Uh, you know, it's not for me to say, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you gotta own your I shit, def- man. I you definitely know? was the best. Well, yeah, me, own your shit. Like I own my shit. Like I'm an American well, hero. It doesn't. It doesn't sound like that's owning your shit. That sounds like you're uh, trying to rewrite your own history. There. No, no. You said I was a backstabber. I was close enough to get to the bad guys' back, depending on the situation of where I was at the time. Okay. Depending on history, where what side I was on, which right side I was on. In, it really seems like you are trying to whitewash your own story, and I have. Some specifics okay. that I think will help elucidate this issue. That's fair. Because I, I am whitewashing my story and that I'm making a movie about myself. And I'm turning all the white people that were already white more white. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you're taking all yeah, of these. Making them more white. You know what you should do is that you should, at, yeah. at different parts of your. They listen to Ben Folds in this one. <laughs> in this uh, in this movie that you're making about your own life, you should some, uh, just, just at times mm. cut to different places in Asia and see what they have to say about it and That's cast white people in those roles also. That'll be a good oh, yeah. way of whitewashing like, that movie. So I make my movie take place in Asia. Mm-hmm. Not entirely. I was just not cut to Asia. The way that, like, you know, um, in a disaster movie, like, let's say that, like, Godzilla is in... Uh, you know, New York or something, they might cut to like France and see what France's response is. Or they sometimes, might... like Spike yeah. Lee, will just go and do like 
little cutouts at the end of the movie. Like, I'm Malcolm X and everyone is Malcolm X all throughout the world. Oh, I remember that as the end of Malcolm X, right? Yeah, I feel like yeah. he's done it in School Days, too, maybe, or something. Mm. I forget. Yeah, School Days. Oh, man. That was uh, a real... Real not not great, I thought. School days. You didn't like I don't know either movie. of these movies. Wait, school days was one where they go to college, right? That uh, no, wait, yeah, was school, school days, days the one with Brendan Fraser? What? Which one was Brendan Fraser where he was the Jewish guy and they kept on getting upset? Are you about looking that? at me? Was <laughs> Brendan Fraser? I don't know. Was Brendan Fraser? I said I haven't seen a... neither of these movies. <laughs> I can't I've seen imagine. Inside Man. That's it. Inside Man pretty good. Spike Lee oh, like and Inside Man. Brendan Fraser. We don't really need to discuss all these different Spike Lee movies. Anyways, so let me let me talk to you, Bobby Fisher, about um, your <laughs> early your early um, uh, fascination with chess. Uh, you discovered it and mastered it very early at seven. You were studying yeah. and playing chess by yourself uh, so much so that your mother worried that you would grow up to be a hermit. And she actually put an ad in the paper just to find other kids to play chess with you. Yeah. And I'm wondering if you did not like being with people or were you just so enamored with chess that being with other people just wasn't a priority? Well, I was really good at it. You were, like, yeah, you're extremely good at it. So it's like I was really my own best competition at no time mm-hmm. and for most of my life. Okay. And probably throughout my life. Mm-hmm. And so... It was weird because like they, she would bring these kids over and they were just children. They just didn't know the game. They were just like mm. calling them horsies and stuff. And it's like, <laughs> you idiots! I have no time for you. Mm-hmm. You were so, of course referring to the knights. The, kni- know, yes. the knights. Yeah. The knights. The, these kids would call them horsies. They would call them horsies. Mm-hmm. And they were not horsies. They were knights. Okay. Well, do you think like let's say let's say that you have an opportunity to play chess, you know, and let's go, you know, <laughs> just. And, you know, um, do everything you want to do, only you have the opportunity to do that by yourself or with other people. Which one would you choose? It's less distracting by myself. Okay. So I would say that you were just like a bit of a hermit. You had hermetic tendencies. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you're much more of a people person, right, Ben Donald? Yeah. I also don't like any animals. They scare the fuck out of me. You don't like any animals? No. You're talking about horses. and I. What about... Birds. I don't. I don't like birds. Uh-huh. They're hard to keep your attention. Also, they when I see one, I just start shouting and screaming. I really. I just don't like getting spooked. If I had to be honest, mm. um, you never also, rode you said a horse. Hermit? No, mm. never. Interesting, because I know that you know you 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 were a you were in a lot of battles. Yeah, and I assume that you would be on a horse for most of those battles. Well, it was a scary time. Uh, I had to get real drunk. Sometimes I'd blindfold myself, um, and then ultimately I read. I uh, rode that horse. To the British, and where I decided to make a trade of my services to them for doing the right thing. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a scary time. I, I, like I got really spooked. I do have a lot of questions about that. If you're just joining us, this is Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn, and my guests today are Notorious Revolutionary War. I know he's going to argue this, but Turncoat and what Traitor, the fuck? Benedict Arnold, and 20th Century uh, Chess Grandmaster Bobby Fischer. Thank you. Oh, of course. Um, so, yeah, you said that you would blindfold yourself. Yeah, because these horses are terrifying. Have you seen them? You, so you, They're like dog humans. You would ride them with while iron you were blind, shoes while you were blindfolded. Yeah, I did blindfold myself, get a little hot, drunk, a little high. I'll say that. <laughs> I got a little high. What were you using? I was using a mix of marijuana and um, uh, uh, what's the stuff that the British opium. were all about? Opium. Opium. Those were those made a good mix because it was a good head high and a body high. Oh, the British love opium. Yeah, they do, man. I fucking love the British too. I kind of wish they won the war. <laughs> that's then, obvious. That's clear. Here's, Very clear. Yeah. That's where America. And the fact that you think guy. that you're what? not a turncoat, the fact that you think you're not a traitor after saying something like that. It just blows my mind. I okay. Can we let's be real for a second? Yeah, is let's this be one real. of these fucking interviews where you guys like turn the table on me? You're like, here, have a good time, have some champagne, have a donut, and then mm-hmm. you 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 uh, you jump me mm-hmm. with this fake information, okay, and this fake Wikipedia wow. and this fake. Yeah. You're a chess player. You're just a goddamn nerd. Okay, I Whoa. went to battle. I was okay. legitimately, I was scared for my life, and I shot the wrong I'm people. A, I'm gonna leave. But <laughs> no, no, please, Mr. Fisher, please don't leave. Oh, um, you're yeah, leaving. I'm gonna. Oh, here's the thing. Oh, God, is that a bullet? <laughs> it's not a bullet. It's just drinking the water Get again. Down. Listen, Benedict Arnold, God, you make a really good point. All right. Scared me. I'm sorry. Think yeah. about this. All right. You would hate to walk in here yeah. thinking that we're friends, then have me attack you for the things that you did in your life, right? Right. Okay. So 
that's would that would be me like tricking you right you into, into thinking that I'm your friend. Okay, and then I betray you, right? You betrayed me. So you tricked America into thinking that you were its friend, and then mm-hmm. you betrayed it the same way that you would hate for us to do that to you in this interview. Okay, Did you see the connection there. But what I think is unfair is that you're holding me to actions I did not that I did do. Okay. And I think that's unfair. <laughs> actions that I, you did do. Actions that I did do. And All I right. think that's unfair. I have a also, question. Also, I that... have friends and I change friends sometimes. I have okay? a question. Please. Okay. Please, nerd. I, I, this could help out everyone okay. in this situation. But I just wonder in that Wikipedia, if if they say anything about how the British view you, because maybe yes. you're a British hero. Yeah, you maybe I'm a British hero. Win the war. Um, actually, I was going to ask you about that, but let's let's get to that in a little bit. Um, yeah, hold off, of course. Of good. course, let's hold I get a off good question. It. There's a few moves ahead of everyone else. Yeah, okay. well, they're also this is probably the information that's going to save me and get me a bunch of girlfriends and stuff. But we're going to hold <laughs> off. I really need a girlfriend. So, uh, Bobby Fisher, when you're 13 years old, you start winning uh, championship after championship. You are traveling all over the world, mm-hmm. and you know I know that you grew up in relative poverty. You were raised by a single mother. Uh, now you're flying to Cuba, Montreal, San Francisco. What was that sudden shift from from just like being uh, in this tiny apartment with your single mother, you know, barely eking out a living, mm-hmm. to suddenly seeing the world and 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 winning these chess championships? To see, well, obviously, like chess championships, they take place in like huge. Uh, take your time. <laughs> High school gyms and mm. stuff. And like, yeah, yeah. So it's like pretty big open spaces. And, you know, I was in a tiny apartment, as Jared, you wanted to point out, that mm. my apartment was tiny, that my mom couldn't afford a huge apartment. Yes. But then you mentioned places like Montreal and New York. And it's like those places also have small, tiny hotel rooms that you can stay in for mm-hmm. cheap and, and not real cheap. But my mom was, you know, fighting to get us a place. So we would be put up there and then, you know. It's not like, wow, now there's no poor people around. It's like you still see poor people in these places. But but you're not in the same plight anymore. Like now you are experiencing the world in a way that you, you probably never even imagined existed But I'm constantly before. reminded by these people who ask my mother for money as we walk by. That is really depressing. But you can't, like, so you weren't even enjoying it at the time that it was happening. Well, I mean, everyone wanted me to be something. Everybody wanted you to be something. What does that mean? Well, they wanted me to be this hero, this like golden child of chess, mm. and like you know, I suddenly had to be around people all the time. Well, here's the thing: it seems like just just reading your uh, Wikipedia, it seems like you started to drink your own Kool Aid a little bit because you know you started acting I like Kool Aid all the time. Well, you started acting like I've drank my own urine. Mm-hmm. Did you, Mister Arnold? Yeah, just really. Goodbye. Yeah, just because you were you were uh, I, uh, thirsty. Was, yeah, I was also hiding somewhere because I was really scared of the battles that was happening. I see, and I was thirsty. So you ducked yeah. out of the battle because you didn't want to go fight in that battle. Yeah, interesting. Hmm. Did it you was into your hands, or I peed into my hands and I would just slurp it up, <laughs> and then at some point I like would lay on the back of my neck and just pee into my own mouth. And you would lay. That's not what we're talking about, though, isn't it? No, we're not. No, we're not. I assume that the drink your own Kool Aid thing had something to do with it. Well, that's a very effective and efficient way to drink your own piss for those those of you who are listening at home and want to try that yourselves. Yeah. That's a good way to blow yourself. (laughs) The thing, if you can, I mean, if you can manage it, but uh, very very few people are that flexible. Um, I am. Or that gifted uh, size and lengthwise. Mm, Not me. (laughs) Flexible, not. Size. Bobby Fisher, at the age of 14, British you become this international master and you start acting a little diva ish. And you yeah. were saying that, you know, like everybody wants you to be this thing. Exactly. But like you started, this is when you started demanding, you know, like uh, you said, I'm going to go to Russia and I'm going to challenge other best players. Yeah. And they were like, oh, why don't we do like some fun games with the players because you're so young? <laughs> no. And you were like, no, I want official games yeah. where I will, uh, I will beat them Crush. and I. I will crush them, and then they they didn't do that. So then you 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 called them these Russian pigs. You said I'm fed up with these Russian pigs. Yeah, don't you think that's? I mean, it seems like you were buying into your own hype there. Of that was I'm, a, that I'm was the actually, greatest there. I was actually taken out of context. I was talking about the bacon. Oh, you were talking about literal pigs, little yeah, Russian. Yeah, I was pigs. actually the the bacon in Russia is terrible, and I was you fed up fed with up the, with these Russian pigs. Yeah, I think it's a translation problem. I mean, I mean, you were speaking English at the time, so <laughs> I. Uh, 
but I'm yeah, wondering. But I wanted to make. But you were upset though, right? You were upset that uh, the bacon was so bad. Yeah. Well, you were upset that they weren't like having official matches with against you and the oh, best yeah, players. Oh yeah, of course. That was so fucked up. Oh. Yeah. That was really fucked up. Like, like put me in, coach. Like, put me in. I'm the best. Mm-hmm. And these Russians were scared. They were scared, and I was just like, they didn't want to be best. Don't give me bad bacon and. Don't play me. Like they either. didn't want to be bested by a fourteen-year-old boy. <sighs> That's probably it. Yeah, I mean, I completely understand that they but... were afraid to to be shown the way. But you know? it almost—it seems like you have like this weird entitlement. Like I deserve that, you know? Like why so... wouldn't why wouldn't I? If I'm the best player, mm-hmm. and I'm the best player in America or wherever. No offense. Not my girlfriend. Just to be clear, this is America, the right. America. <laughs> so if I'm the best player, my girlfriend's name. America. America Ferrari. Earlier. Just so we want to be clear yeah. that Bennett Arnold has a girlfriend named America. Yeah, we broke up a long time ago, but yes. Yes. And then also the and also he broke up with the country yes. America. Yes. And, Jesus and Christ. Went, this is the whole interview about Benedict. <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I shouldn't have chimed. Keep going. No, it's Jesus. fine. It's no, fine. It's fine. Like whatever. <laughs> I'm trying to get to the core of Bobby Fisher here and see why it is that you're so inflexible. I'm just this. amazing. Like when I'm, I'm, when I'm playing chess, I'm amazing. And okay. if you want to be a good player of chess if you're russian if you want to learn from the master then you play me and you don't run away from a tough uh challenge you know like mm-hmm. it's true but you they, never you know, run away this is the same situation <laughs> they they love to control the narrative and they mm-hmm. you know if uh, if they know someone's going to beat them they're just going to like not play them and then it makes me look like wow i'm a diva as you say like i'm a mm-hmm. diva and they're sen- sending up this terrible bacon to my hotel room <laughs> Yeah, it's cold. And it's like it's cold bacon. You've had uh, I've been you've to had Russia. Russian I, bacon. I was in Russia. I don't know there if they was a ice battle. it or what? Or they like keep it, take it out right out of the freezer and don't even cook. Well, it. everything's cold. They don't cook anything in Russia, which is something we all know. They don't yeah. cook anything in Russia. Yeah, the beards they think would war- like keep their mouths warm from the food mm-hmm. or cold from the food. You know right. what I'm saying? I, I do know what you're saying. saying. Yeah. They're yeah. mouth cooking. This yeah, all makes 100 percent sense. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, and if we can go back, I agree that, you know, everyone's just cowardly and they control the narrative, you know, yeah. like it's a narrative. <laughs> yeah. Like it's not, you know, we're smart men. If mm-hmm. I may, I'm, I'm a smart man. Um, people control this narrative and change what I've done to make it look like I'm a bad guy. Mm. But really, we're just two men who um, are not scared yeah. and are really happy and, you know, and neither one of us are nerds. Neither one of us are nerds. <laughs> well, well, let me ask you this, uh, Bennett Arnold. So yeah. I, I read from the Wikipedia that there was this business trip that you took uh, to Honduras before the work the the war broke out. Okay, uh, you were a pharmacist, so I'm assuming you were there to buy herbs and medicines. Yeah, herbs, um, if you know what I mean. Yeah, and uh, if opium, while you, opium and weed. Uh, and weed to get high on, so you yeah. could ride a horse. Hell yeah, dude! And uh, and while you were in Honduras, a a British sea captain mm. insulted you, and so you challenged him to a duel. Is that right? True or false? Uh, that is a hundred percent right. Okay, do and you know I, what the sea captain said that that so upset you? He. Uh, he pointed to uh, between my legs. Mm-hmm. And Your wee fish, he said. He said my wee fish. He says. Your wee fish. He says, that's a wee fish. I know what to do with wee fish. And he took out, um, you know, those little nets that like a fish tank will have when mm-hmm. they have to like take out the dead fish. Yeah. He uh, took one of those out, put it under my pants and pulled out my dick. Oh, my God. And he pulled out my actual. Oh, I'm sorry. That's terrible. Dick and balls. <laughs> and he showed it to me. He said, this came off of you. Oh, my God. And uh, I said, listen, I don't know how you did that. <laughs> That's never happened before. It must have something to do with the fact that I've been trying to blow myself for so long. Mm. Um, wow. But please give that back. And also, I'm going to shoot you in the face in a duel. Wow. Um, yeah. I mean, I feel like that's justified. That you is know? justified. People had duels back then for way, for way less. Way less. Yeah. It was for... a part of the court, you know? Like, um, you know, something we don't really talk about is like your Alexander Hamilton would like do duos, uh, duels. Great musical. <laughs> Great musical. Um, but they don't really talk about, and maybe I'm confusing this a little bit, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty sure he like beat a man to near death in a courtroom. Alexander Hamilton? Yeah, with a stick. Or he something. might have. I, I haven't had him on the show yet. Um, you got to get him on and ask him I'll about it. Because definitely... I remember that from my textbooks. Okay, yeah. I'll, like, I'll... He like beat the shit out of somebody. I will read about that. But let's not also, let's not shift blame onto other people here. Ben I'm just Arnold. saying he traded. We've uh, we've got to take a, a short break, uh, but we'll be right back with uh, Bobby Fisher and the traitor. What? Benedict Arnold, stay famous with us. Famous dead people, famous dead people, famous dead people. 
Hey everybody, just want to take a quick break to remind you to subscribe to Famous Dead People on iTunes or whatever app you are using to listen to podcasts, rate us five stars, leave a comment, tell your friends, all that stuff helps us out a ton. And feel free to hit us up at FamousDeadPeople at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org if you want a specific Famous Dead person on the show or if you have any comments that you want to shoot over to us, whatever we love hearing from fans. Uh, Also check out my book, The Kellyanne Conway Technique. It is out now. It is hilarious. I hope that you will check that out and read that and uh, leave reviews, awesome reviews on Amazon or BarnesandNoble.com or whatever and tell your friends to read it because it's super funny and I want that money. Also, go check out JarrettBaronson.com for all the latest on my show dates and uh, up-to-date project information. And lastly, if you really like Famous Dead People and you want to send us some money to help keep the show on the air, go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash Famous Dead People and click on the Support the Show button. Thanks again for listening, and now back to the podcast. Welcome back to Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn. Famous Dead People, the only show that resurrects famous people from the grave and asks them all the hard questions. I'm your host, Jared Berenstein, and we are here every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. My guests in the studio today are notorious Revolutionary War turncoat, what? traitor, backstabber, Ben Arnold, and fuck? 20th century American chess grandmaster, sometimes called the greatest chess player of all time, paranoid, eccentric, nope. Nope. Bobby Fischer. Nope. Yeah. Sorry, a paranoid, diva, eccentric, Bobby no. Fischer. <laughs> fake news. <laughs> all right, so. Ooh, fake news. I love fake news. <laughs> These are uh, my politics. Okay, so Bobby Fischer. Yeah. In well, 1960. That's not me. <laughs> in 1960. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, you suffer your first major defeat. You're 17 years old. You're playing in a tournament in Buenos Aires. And uh, and some people say the reason for this, the reason why you lost is that you had your first sexual experience during that tournament in Buenos Aires. And that uh, and you got caught up in women and sex and it got you distracted so you couldn't focus on the game. Is there, yeah. any, is there any truth to that? Beautiful women in Buenos Aires. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, yeah. 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 So so that's that's Beautiful. what happened is you got distracted? No, 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 I wasn't distracted. I I never get distracted. Women are not a distraction for me. I, I mean, it says the opposite on the Wikipedia. It says that you specifically got distracted by women, no. and that's the reason why you lost that tournament, no, and then no, you no, decided that it no. wouldn't ever happen again. Yeah, I, it didn't happen, and it was never going to happen. Again. Mm-hmm. Well, then how do you explain that loss if it wasn't because of... Uh, beautiful, the beautiful women in, down there? Yeah. In Buenos Aires? Who, yeah. who try to get in your head? Mm-hmm. And then try to take from you everything that's pure? Okay. Like those women, the beautiful women. Beautiful women down there. But yeah, I didn't get distracted. I was thinking about... Um, take your time. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about how beautiful a victory would be, actually. And, mm. uh, yeah, and you're then, distracted uh, by the your own uh, uh, imagination of your future victory. Yeah, I was just like, "Wow, this is going to be a glorious win, and I'll be able to show my what I assumed was my new girlfriend, mm. Becky. Becky, uh, a beautiful South American name. Oh, Becky. hell yeah, dude! We gotta get a locker <laughs> talk room." Thing going on, you know what I mean? Can we talk about chicks for a second? Well, we I have a separate podcast called Locker Room Talk, where I take the exact same guests that I had on Famous Dead People, and we just talk about we just talk about puss and tits and things. I'm not interested, and and, and, you know, but we're also not you know all heteronormative. Like we we talk about dicks, we talk about men's buttholes, and you know, I can eat my own butthole. You should Mm -hmm. get that secret, Benedict Arnold. You can eat your own butthole. Yeah. But listen, yeah. but this isn't that podcast. Uh, we're not, we're not going to talk about that, one. that here. But I would like to know about this Becky, this 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 woman beautiful, from beautiful Buenos Becky Aires from named Buenos Becky, Aires. Becky, yeah, Becky, who who you had. I and had to cut her loose. You had to cut her loose. <laughs> okay, what does that up. mean? <laughs> That's a weird way to describe breaking up with someone. You was she caged? <laughs> How does this work? No, yeah, yeah. tell I'll, us about your relationship with Becky. Well, I, I mean, it's very brief. It was down there. We mm-hmm. caught, made we caught eyes, and then like. And then we're next thing we know we're in a in a hotel room and I'm locking the door so my mother doesn't come in. I was gonna say you're under you're seventeen years old at this time. This is yeah. In, yeah this How is old is this? All lady? legal. This is all legal. She didn't show me her ID or anything, but mm-hmm. I, that doesn't mean it's legal if you don't I, know. I imagine she was at least twenty two to thirty five. 
Well, mm. twenty-two to thirty-five. Seventeen well, is a uh, consenting. Uh, I mean, who who knows what the what the rules are in I Buenos think, Aires? I think mm. I knew how to play the game. Buenos Aires, where is that? Is that in Brazil? I forget. I'm not great with geography. Rio. It's in Rio de Janeiro. What? Wait, are you asking me? I'm asking everybody. I don't know. I don't know geography. I believe yeah. it's in Brazil. I'll look it up. I'll look it up. Brazil. Yeah, that's what I said, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Rio? So, yeah. I thought you were joking. No, I thought I this really is like a know. funny thing that you do is ask where places are. Because I don't know? No. That would be yeah. a really funny part of the podcast. It would be a really funny part if I just yeah. if I pretended not to know things and then asked you guys about it. Yeah. Thank yeah. God this isn't a comedy podcast. <laughs> Thank goodness. Um so yeah. So um so you lock what the door. The so you lock the door so that your mom can't get in. Nice. And then yeah. you and then you begin uh, you know, you know, exploring your body and exploring your <laughs> passions. Uh Bobby Fisher. Is that is that what happened? Well, yeah, I mean, like, she undressed me, and then she undressed nice. herself, and then nice. she told me to lay on the bed. <laughs> nice. And then she decided to... Ooh, she really called the shots. Yeah, it sounds cool. like she was a real take-control kind yeah. of a Brazilian woman. Yeah, she. I mean, she knew what she was doing. I'm not commenting on the quality, uh, on how mm-hmm. Brazilian women are in general. Exactly. This is not locker room talk. We this have is to get just, to locker room talk. We'll, we'll talk about that on the next podcast. This is just nice. one. We do record it immediately afterwards, mm. sort of like Talking Dead or, Sweet. you know, um, any of the other recap <laughs> that shows, shows. why those are terrible. I can't believe that they exist. It's just like, mm-hmm. wow, like, let the actors talk about what happened during mm. the show. Like, we don't need to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, we have to get people that no one cares about their opinions to come in <laughs> and talk about their show. <laughs> talk about a thing we just watched. Uh, you know, like. So let me let me t- ask you, Benedict Arnold. So nice. uh, so when war breaks we're out with Becky, uh, against what? the British, what did you say, Bobby are we, Fisher? Are we done with Becky then? I mean, we can. We if you have more information to share, I would love to hear it. Well, she climbed on top of me. And... <laughs> See, this is <laughs> really climbed? for the locker room talk podcast. We can talk about the specifics of the sex if you want. That's fair. She also climbed okay. you? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. she climbed on the bed, and I was laying down. How, t- how tall was this Becky person? How tall was this bed? Yeah. Wow, she must have been uh, five foot six inches and three quarters. Oh, wow. That's wow. very specific. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It felt I'm specific. I'm really surprised that nobody thought that you were autistic, just because you seem, you have that laser focus that people who have Asperger's or who are autistic have. I don't know if they were making people that way back then. If they were making autistic people back then? That's yeah. a really good point. Yeah. That's a really good point. Well, there was no, like, cell phones that gave you... Or uh, or vaccinations. The vaccinations. Vaccinations. That's my favorite they make one. All well, the autism. Yeah. We that's the politics I like and agree with. Yeah. <laughs> So going back to you, Bennett Arnold. Hell yeah. So war breaks out against the British, yeah. and, it, and it really seems like you have a a fire in your belly for <sighs> this war against the British. You know, like you 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 were you were really upset about the Boston Massacre. You join up with the Connecticut militia. Hell yeah. You have some quick military victories. So would would it, is it safe to say that you were a diehard American uh, on the side of America at the beginning of the Revolutionary War? <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry that I just burped like that. That's well, okay. That's, um, no, those eggs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. They I did sweet. have eggs. Yeah. Yeah, they really fill the eggs. belly up, and they, you know, they can give you a little bit of agita if you're not careful. That's true. I also tasted myself in the eggs, Benedict, because I blow myself. <laughs> um, but yeah, you, I was... That's the that? secret ingredient? That's the secret ingredient. Benedict, is that you blow you, yourself beforehand? It's yeah. Not the holiday <laughs> it tastes sweet like you are, yeah. Okay, um, so you were saying. Okay, yes. So I'm a hardcore American. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was all I did. America was my friend. I was all about them. I was in Connecticut in the Connecticut branch where we did a lot of like glitterly, glamourly Connecticut, Connecticut branch stuff. of America? Of, America, right, of the war. Yeah. Oh, the Connecticut oh, yeah. branch of the war. Yeah, yeah you said it. Connecticut, right? Yeah, yeah. So like I was in Connecticut. I did a lot of like Connecticut thing, Connecticut stuff, like, you know, like white suburban stuff. Okay. Um, this like, doesn't sound like it's, it's part of the war the effort. This or... just seems like it's part of your life. No, it was where I was in Connecticut at the time, and we would like shop at the mall, mm-hmm. um, skateboarding, you know, like kid <laughs> Connecticut stuff. Well, let's talk about the war effort. I want to talk about the war effort. Oh, like, this you're just right. seems like it's part of your life in Connecticut. Yeah, that stuff was really scary. So I tried to stay away from it as much as I could. Really? But ultimately, I got, you know, they were like, you have to do this shit. Also, like, you know, I have killed people. Like, I feel like I'm getting painted as a scary, scared. Well, no, nobody, scary. nobody's saying that you are a, a coward, coward right. except you. Like, I didn't read anything in the in the Wikipedia about you fight, you shying away from battles. You know, mm. this is all just this, this is the things that you're revealing to me right now. Well, yeah, when you were drinking your own pee, you were running away from a battle. You said, yeah, that's true. But and um, and when we asked you about like what you did during the war at the very beginning when you're in the Connecticut militia, you said that you just went to the mall and and skateboarded. Well, it was Connecticut. That's what Connecticut was like and still is like. 
Mm-hmm. It's just like white suburban stuff that I'm like really into. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm a I'm a strong man, and no one respects me. And I came here, and you're, uh, I'm I'm not scared. Okay? okay. Well, I feel like maybe maybe me just calling you. I know a turncoat, I'm saying that I'm scared. Maybe, maybe me calling you a turncoat and a traitor wasn't fair. It seems like I I should be including yes uh, cowardly Let's, in that description as well. Fuck? It just seems like it's fair. It just seems like it's. Fair. I'm not cowardly. I just not said I'm enough, not enough. Gotcha. Not, not enough. You did not get me. You did not get me. <laughs> not enough of the record has been said about your cowardice. It really has been focused on your on your uh, on your traitorous behavior, and I do think that's unfair. Um, that is unfair. So you were with Treacherous. the um, you were with the the war efforts that took over Fort Ticonderoga, hell yeah, and Fort Saint John. But hell you yeah. resigned. What it says, it says this in the Wikipedia? You resigned because of a dispute with your commander over control of the fort. Does that does that ring true? Does that that sound... does ring true. Okay. What I... was that? Uh, what was that uh, dispute about? Well, uh, I wanted the bigger tent. We had bigger tents. I wanted to be away from everything in a bigger tent. Mm. And they were like, you know, you can't do that. You have to be at the front of the line. You're like kind of keeping out an eye. You're doing all these things. We want you in the center. Mm-hmm. I'm going to burp again. He was treating you no, like I'm a not. pawn. He was treating you like a pawn. <laughs> yeah, he was treating me like a pawn. And I'm not a pawn. Mm. I was very clearly showing Some myself. Some pawns to be are very important, actually. But mm-hmm. Well, not only if you have like two other pawns so you can do the triangle defense. Mm-hmm. You're familiar with the, the triangle defense that uh, that right. Benedict Arnold is referring to? Oh, yeah. The triangle defense. <laughs> it's, um, I mean, it seems silly to ask Bobby Fischer. Yeah, he doesn't true. know the triangle defense in chess. It's three pawns. Three mm-hmm. pawns, right? Yeah, of course. Two in the center. You move it two we in the center. We used to call it a Ponzi one. scheme until somebody ruined that. Until somebody named Ponzi had an actual scheme that, that fucking ruined that for everybody. Dude, that guy's a piece of shit. He's a, he's a real traitor. I, Terrible. I don't know that if is you can call him a traitor. He's a human traitor. Real traitor. He's a traitor of he's humans. He's a real scumbag and he, and he fleeces people for their money, but he never... He never uh, betrayed you say he was anybody? Cheated? Yeah, exactly. He cheat. he no, he, well, he never like promised loyalty to somebody and then and then instead went and fought against them with their bitter enemies. Yeah, because that would be a really shitty thing to it's do. It's what you did. It that is, is not literally what, what you did. It's exactly what you did. No, that's not what I did. I had two friends. I had two friends. Benedict Arnold, I and gotta, one I friend be was honest. being shitty to the other, so I joined the friend that was being. Not shitty to the other. But you said that you were going to be fighting with the first friend. Yeah. And right? then he was shitty to the you friend. You lied to that friend. You yeah. lied to the first friend. That friend shouldn't have been you shitty li- to the other friend. You betrayed. It is the, it is the definition of betrayal. So just like the Ponzi. He's, he lied. <laughs> he did. Well, he did. <laughs> I'm not lie. I feel like we're getting caught up in this analogy, but let me. So you you were upset about this tent and that was that was the whole reason yeah, why. I wanted a bigger tent away resigned. from everything. You know, someplace because it it gets a little loud mm-hmm. when I'm trying to blow myself. So I had to, <laughs> I had to get a tent further away from everything because the other men were making fun of me, mm. and and it just it's I'm, I still feel like there's a narrative here where I'm a hero. I did everything right. I mm-hmm. saw another side. <laughs> I saw another side being better. It's so almost I like tried you're choking to... on the bitterness of the bullshit that you're trying to spill. Here, Benedict Arnold. I don't know what you're talking about. There is a bad taste in my mouth. <laughs> well, let's go back over to Bobby. I'm gonna Fisher eat some here. of these eggs again. Let me go back over here to Bobby Fisher yeah. for a moment. So that after that trip to Buenos Aires, you never lost. So she was on top of another me. tournament. We really don't have to talk about the sex. You can okay. you can keep that for the next part of the podcast. Okay. I really am locker excited room for that talk. Next part. Locker room talk. Well, I'm gonna show how much of a hero I am once we get to the locker room talk. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, so after that trip to Buenos Aires, you never lost another tournament. Uh, tournament. Tournament. Um, but it, it it seems like, and correct me if I'm wrong here, you really didn't care about the title of being the Grandmaster Chess Champion of the World because there were all these demands that you used to make at these tournaments, and if they weren't met, you would just dip out and you would forfeit. I don't need it. And so other people would be champion for one year, two years, <laughs> 20 years just yeah. because you refused to go over and play wherever they were. Yeah, just give me some good bacon, a bird that looks at me constantly. Mm. I think that's your tallest order so far is a bird that looks at you. I gotta, I gotta say that I actually think it's pretty commendable that you would not care about that title. I think it speaks to the authenticity of your love of chess that 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 title didn't really mean that much. The title didn't mean anything once I had it. I already had it, and I would always have it in my mind. So it's like mm-hmm. I didn't need to re up every. It's like a subscription service now. It's like, yeah. oh, do you want to pay for it again? It's like I got it. Mm, okay, you know, I got it. Yeah, but it didn't bother you. It didn't bother you that there were other people out there saying that they were the world chess grandmaster. <laughs> they were lying to themselves and to everyone around. 
Mm, all right. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. But they were in the game, so it, so they earned it also. Mm-hmm. But yeah. they should know. They it should have should have been a, like a little sub a footnote, just like a little asterisk. Didn't beat Bobby Fisher. Never, never went up against. Never him. went up, but never went up against Bobby. Yeah, mm. that's fair. Uh, for those of you just joining us, you're listening to Famous Dead People on Radio for Brooklyn, and uh, my guests today are 20th century chess grandmaster Bobby Fisher. What's up? And notorious Revolutionary War uh, coward, what? traitor, what? Uh, turncoat, backstabber, what? Benedict what? Arnold. Yeah, that is my name, but none of those and things describe me. He's scared of water, don't forget. Let I'm not scared you, uh, of water. The water <laughs> sounded like gunpowder when you put it in your bottle. Let me ask you, uh, uh, Bobby Fisher. So you invented a new variation of chess during one of your off periods called uh, uh, Fisher Random, or what we call it Chess 960. Does this sound familiar to you? Yeah, yeah. I uh, was originally just calling it like cool chess, but they want cool chess, cool chess, like chess with a flavor. All know? right. And so, uh, what was different with your version of chess than the traditional version of chess? So, with my my version is like you can just like play however you want. You could just like, well, the main thing honestly was like you would just like switch up where the king and the queen went, okay. and if you wanted to, you could switch up more of them. Okay. So you could put your queen on the front lines. You could put your king on the front lines. Could I put my pawn, like, across the board, like, where somebody else's pieces were? In cool chess, yeah, but, like, people were freaking out about, like, Mm. too much freedom. So that's why I was like, well, let's That's what the British were talking about when I was talking to them. Oh, so so the British were employing uh, similar strategies to this uh, fisherized chess here? No, they were like, the Americans have too much freedom. Mm. And uh, I agreed. I was like, well, these are my new friends, so the Mm -hmm. Americans have too much freedom. Well, let me ask you this. You know, everything in the Wikipedia, Benedict Arnold, seems like you um, decided to, to betray America because you felt like you were being treated unfairly, you were passed over for promotions. Yeah, that was uh, bullshit. You didn't like that that America. I made the donuts. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I made the donuts. I get to be the donut manager. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I do know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's uh, you know I'm, I don't know if it's worthy of being promoted just because of that, but that's another thing. They wouldn't. All I asked is that I would get first pick at the donuts, no matter what time I showed up to the tournament. Mm. Yeah, and what they happened? would put out the donuts. They say first come, first serve. And that's just, that it should be first place. Yeah, we're good men. We first deserve serve. better treatment. First place, first serve. First place, first serve. But they Why just... not? Here's, let me ask you the question, all right? Okay. Why not? Uh, they take a little bit of the donuts, and they put it aside for you, so you can pick whichever one you want, but then everybody else can eat donuts whenever they want. But what if there's one that they picked that I didn't want, and I wanted a different one? Well, they, they would have given you, like, one of each. Yeah, but sometimes, like, okay, jeez. <laughs> Sometimes there's two jelly donuts, but you want one over the other one because it looks a little bit better. Is that what you? So you know you already Can't know tell the, what jelly is. You like. already know the answer to this question. You're asking, acting like a dick. Like like I'm making a big to do. Like well, this isn't about like how I live my life. It's, I'm just trying to get to the inside of how you live your life. I feel like yeah. we're both attacked. The, well, the two is that of you. Fair? Yeah. It feels no, like well, we're both I, attacked. I don't think it's attack. I think that you both have um, a, a different view of yourself than the world has of you, and mm. I think that. Like, maybe you can have a disagreement with one person about who you are and what you appear to the world to be. But if, like, everyone in the world thinks you're one I way, my mom. then maybe, what would what? you say? I ch- you I chased your dis- mom? I choose to disagree with how my mom viewed me. Mm. It did seem like you had some uh, some friction in that relationship between you and your mom. Yeah. Yeah. What was it What was it that you didn't like about your mom? Well, just, like, it was always about, like, how hard she struggled and, like, mm-hmm. why can't I just make a little effort? Or, you know, it's just, like, always, like, you just do the thing. And she's, like, she was very needy in that mm-hmm. way, and she wanted mm-hmm. me to be, like, mention her in every interview. Okay. Did you, um, I mean, this is going to be a little bit of a sensitive question, so please forgive me on this. Okay. Did you have any um, uh, friction with your mom because, uh, or or vice versa? It's more of a chicken and egg thing. She didn't walk in on me and Becky, if that's what you're asking. No, that is not what I was going to ask. I was going to ask if uh, this had anything to do with your uh, history of anti-Semitism. Oh, here we go. <laughs> now we're cooking. Oh, gotcha. Now these are the politics I agree with. So I'm so, wondering, wow. like, so, your mom was Jewish, and therefore you were Jewish. Was she? And so uh, I'm wondering if that's like a chicken and egg thing. Like maybe you hated your mom because she was Jewish or maybe you hated Jews because you didn't like your mom and she How was Jewish. How could I be anti-Semite if I am myself a Jew? That's a really good question. But you so. would say things all the time like that you uh, looked up to Hitler. <laughs> uh, that you- also, a, also, I was also two a seconds Jew. from defending you. 
about to defend if him. If you were in Europe during Hitler's time, you would have been on the side of Hitler. Hey, that's not true. That's true. <laughs> that is not true. That's true. You would have been because let's, he let's make I stayed with the right ben side until they weren't right anymore. Let's paint a picture, all right? You okay. are, it's World War II. You are fighting on the American side. Yes. And you're doing a really good job, but you yes. feel like you're getting passed over for promotion. You're not being treated fairly. Yes. Uh, These are all things that happen. All of a sudden, uh, Hitler and the SS come to you and they say, if you will give us information on where the American troops are and maybe like surrender a fort for us, Mm -hmm. then we will give you a lot of money and we'll give you a uh, command of your own regiment in the uh, in the Nazi army. What would you say? Well, how? Okay. Well, I mean, obviously, I mean, but (laughs) okay. what would you guys do? Mm -hmm. Well, no, I wouldn't fight with the Nazis because they were the bad guys in World War Two. Yeah, but it isn't one side right until they're not right anymore no, i mean i mean if, if you're looking at this don't i get credit for being on the right side the thing is you can't like hitler without people thinking that you wanted him to succeed and i don't think that's necessarily what i wanted mm. well, i was more of a, like often a, said that these dirty jews are conspiring against you like that was the thing that you used to say well i think i was mostly talking about the russian jews who mm-hmm. conspired against me Okay, and but that's still some other Jews. But that's still do you Jews. Think Sometimes you, I would go to get a bagel, and I would be first in line, and then they would serve five other people mm. before me. So, so just to be clear, have you been hanging out with Russian Jews this whole time? Recently, Back, no. Well, what? So my understanding is we were talking about the Russian pigs earlier, mm-hmm. that's and bacon. maybe yeah. maybe it wasn't bacon. Well, no, here's the thing, uh, Benedict Arnold. Not everybody who has an enemy yeah. then goes on and works with and fights with their enemy. What are you trying to say to right, me? I'm just right saying, now. like, you're asking him I will if he hangs out. the Russians. You're Jewish me, or not. You're asking okay, if he hung well, out why are we Russian? comparing the guy who likes Hitler <laughs> to the guy who was a hero? I've been in battles. He is a nerd. He's a mm-hmm. nerd. I've been in serious battles. Nobody, actually. nobody Chess thinks that a you're game, a hero. Is a mind Arnold. battle. I see people die. Nobody thinks you're a hero. Not only you, you fought for the British, but you they still lost. It's like uh, everything you did for them. Yeah. You, why do you think they lost? You, you sacrificed your reputation. I'm why sorry. do you think they lost? Were you a triple agent? Why do you Were think you they lost? Selling out the Americans so mm-hmm. that you could then sell out. And hurt the British? I'm just saying, why do you think they lost? That I mean, is the British are still like top three or four. I tried the Yeah, they're doing really well. I tried. I tried. <laughs> I tried so hard to really real, kill them. But... It's a real stretch, Benedict Arnold. You're no, asking it's us, what I did, I promise. You were asking us to uh to suspend a lot of disbelief here. But let me ask you about this one pivotal moment during, b- before, right, right when America discovers that you have this, you're you're engaged in this plot against them mm-hmm. because this sounded like an action movie. It was oh, really yeah, exciting. I hear about this. So oh, yeah, this is plan, where I shine. This your is plan definitely. To, <laughs> this is where I shine. Your yeah. plan to surrender West Point to the British. That was your plan. Yeah. Uh, but wow. one of your communications was intercepted. The plot was exposed, <gasps> and I and the di- it was like the day before you're supposed to meet George Washington and have breakfast with him at West Point. Okay, and so Ooh, yes. somehow mm. somehow there's like a there's like a uh, there's like a mix up, yep. and somebody comes down there and tells you, hey, the messenger was captured, uh, your plot's been discovered, George Washington is coming here to arrest you, and then you just you, you have this narrow escape. Hell uh, yeah. That 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 sounds it sounds incredible. Yeah. You know, like what's that like? Like you're sitting there, you're waiting to have this nice breakfast with George Washington, who has gone to bat for you and tried to get you promotions and and gave you West Point to uh to command over. Yeah. And, Where and, were you gonna have and breakfast? He knows that I you hop. betrayed him. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Yeah. Mm. I hop. They were the last. I gotta be real. If I knew that you were, you told us that we were going to be meeting at the International House of Pancakes, I would have yeah. thought you were, you were a turncoat. I would have thought yeah, you were that's, that's right the there. International <laughs> House of Pancakes. The International House solid. of Pancakes. I think IHOP is very solid. I, that's where you go to conduct like clandestine meetings with other nations because it's the International House of Pancakes. Thank yeah. you. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I thought you were attacking their breakfast. I'm like, I dig IHOP. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I can talk about my escape, yes, please um, do. So this is where I really shine because mm-hmm. this is like a really cool moment. Yeah. Um. So they told me, he told me they were coming. They were going to take me away from my heroic deeds for uh, uh, sacrificing the base to help out the greater amount of lives so less people would get killed. Mm, I knew they were right. going to take me down no matter what the cost. They were going to grab me, hold me down, put on the handcuffs, whatever. Mm-hmm. So here's what I did. I got two donkeys. I got a carriage. I took off all the walls of the carriage except for one wall, one wall so I can 
put my back against it, put my legs in the air and try to blow myself <laughs> completely naked. That's and then the two donkeys very slowly the... walked out my carriage as I tried to blow me and no one wanted to get close to me because the... I looked disgusting. And were you drunk? I'm always a little, I always got a little something going on. So your it... idea was to be blowing yourself on this cart. <laughs> yeah. And that way nobody would want to look at you and yeah. therefore they wouldn't be able to stop you or find you. Exactly. That they, is. They'd look away. I gotta they be wouldn't real. even realize it's me. Because they would just see a Seems like weird a terrible man. plan. No, it's genius. It's it really genius. Think so because yeah. like, everyone already knows that you're the guy who blows himself. Like You've mm-hmm. been doing it all over town. Yeah, but no one ever likes to look at me or touch me while I do it. Uh, Bobby Fisher, imagine that you're playing chess with somebody and you're trying to get your pawn to the other side so that you can replace him with a queen. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, imagine if you could put something really disgusting on I that pawn. Yeah. You know, you put, you put something on that pawn that's so disgusting they don't look at it and you can just like slowly sneak it to the other side without anybody noticing. What is this like tenth grade? Like <laughs> that's so ridiculous. No one plays chess like that. But like, imagine if you could; it would make things so much. Regulations easier. make sure that all the the pawns' heads are polished and clean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the, but I'm saying that's what Benedict Arnold did. He in, cheated in being able to escape. Oh, you, you think that's cheating? Well, cheating? Yeah, cheating. I'm not a cheater. Well, it's just like taking on, like you know, like you're not running away properly. Like obviously they could catch you, but they're just too disgusted. So like. Yeah, you're being so you're grossifying yourself so that you don't have to be caught. Yeah, a hero does what a hero has to. You know, Mm-mm. no, I'm, I'm a hero I'm, to I'm both sorry, sides. I'm starting to see it. You're I'm not a, hero a hero to both like, sides. Even in, even taking out everything into account, like the British didn't win. Like mm-hmm. you left your country for to, yeah, to you, give up, ruined your name, you ruined My your name reputation, is solid, right? and you weren't even good at it. Yeah, and you didn't. Help, I wasn't good you at didn't it. Really help the British. I think that America would have had more respect for you if you were like really good at being a turncoat. If you had like helped the British to keep some colonies in America or something. Or well, I survived. Did I not? I made it. I did a daring escape. Mm-hmm. No one caught me. Um, I yeah, helped the true. British. I helped the British until I decided not to help them anymore. Until which there's that no point, evidence. I... Of, there's no evidence that you that you decided to not help the British at any point. The British lost. They did Therefore, lose. I helped. They did lose. Yeah, I helped them lose. Mm. They should have lost by every. They should have won by every single margin because they had oh, the economy. So I just watched the, people. the the episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm where they do the. Uh... The fake, the accidental text on purpose. Yeah, I just saw that episode too, actually. So what you're maybe saying is like you sent the messenger straight to the Americans so that they would know that you were actually trying to sell them out, but they would be able to stop you and then the British would still think that you were on their side. It doesn't make any sense because then why would he need to to make a daring escape at the last minute if he had planned the whole thing out? He gets out of the war. Yeah. He gets gets to find himself in Britain eating the, the, the best tea. And eating the best tea. I was eating a lot of tea. I was yeah. just eating the leaves, just okay. to be clear. I'd open up a Lipton was... bag and just inhale well, that. Tea. I don't. Honestly, I don't know what you're doing. I'm just trying to like mm-hmm. give yourself, give you a chance to. Yeah, it's in, it's incredible to watch the 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 famous strategic uh, mind of Bobby Fischer break this down. Please continue. So yeah, so like you were trying to like get America safe. Yes, by exposing that's what I was yourself, doing. but also remove yourself from mm-hmm. danger, which is you were very. Uh, you feel uncomfortable with. Yeah. And be coming to the British warm, open arms, the bosom of the queen. The bosom, those tits, man. I'm so sorry. Save it for the next I'm podcast. So guys. I'm so sorry. That was an actual so, you know, I, I didn't, was talking you know, about. I was just like, but like the safety, the home, the home of the Brit, right. Britain. And then they take you in as like, oh, we, we owe you. Right. And yet here you are an American villain, but you actually were working on the side of America. So America wins the war and Benedict Arnold gets treated like a hero. Yes. It's, Everybody Just like wins. what happened in real life. Everybody wins. Oh, my I, God. I helped America till oh it was God. the time. He is a hero. I Benedict was a hero. He was a hero. I and was he a hero. himself. Whoops. I saved the day and the world. You're welcome. You know, I hate to, I hate to admit this, Please change my Wikipedia. Just, just right now, right as the episode is ending, you've really convinced me, Benedict Arnold. Is it really ending right now? And I don't think that, Bobby Fischer, you were a weird eccentric who had bizarre demands. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, I've been convinced. And unfortunately, that's all the time that we have for this Wait, week's episode. Wait, did we episodes. solve uh, your gotcha, Jared. love of Hitler? <laughs> <laughs> it, was all part of, uh, it was all part of a delicate tapestry that, you know, 
He's uh, he employed in his chess strategy. It, you know, if you listen to the episode back, you'll you'll hear all that stuff. Yeah, that's uh, but I, I was I'd like just to, on. I like to thank my guests uh, Benedict Arnold and Bobby Fisher for joining me in the studio today. Yeah. Um, I do have one final question. I know it's a little weird, but do either of you have any podcasts or uh, Twitter accounts or shows that you want to tell comedy shows you want to tell people about? Um, uh, Bobby Fisher, anything anything you want to tell people about? You know, check out the inactive Twitter account, Alan Fessenden. Alan Fessenden. A L A N. At Alan Fessenden. It is so rarely used, but when it does use, it's often political and or funny. Nice. And um, uh, Benedict Arnold, anything you want to tell people about? Uh, I'm a big fan of this dude, Pat May. Uh, he's a nice man. He's not a traitor. Uh, he does Wednesday night shows at the Magnet Theater. Every so cool. 8 p.m. with Metal Boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he also does an improv show where he plays video games and does scenes at the same time mm. uh, with his good friend Suleiman Beg. And uh, I'd highly recommend. Sounds great. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. My name um, is... And then check out Patrick May 914 Instagram. All right. Uh, my name is Jared Berenson. You should check out my book, The Kellyanne Conway Technique. It is out now and available everywhere. Leave a review of that. Subscribe to this podcast. If you have any questions you'd like to ask your favorite dead person, please email that to us at famousdeadpeople at radiofreebrooklyn.org, and we will try to have them on as soon as we can. We're here every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio for Brooklyn. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Famous dead people.